ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm Janice Porter. I'm your host. And again, I have another wonderful guest this week in the um, vision here in front of me, Diana Lidstone. And first of all, welcome, Diana, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Janice. I'm so excited. You're very welcome. I always like to just say hi first, so you're not sitting there while I'm just telling everyone all about your accolades and and feeling uncomfortable, because I know (laughs) what makes me feel that way. So, um, But I would like to share a little bit about what Diana does, and then I'm going to let her dig in. Um, She has been a business owner and worked globally with small business owners for over 35 years, who, and these people who are tired of doing the marketing hustle. And I know exactly what she's talking about, so I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Diana is an international speaker and best-selling author of Shift Into Rich, Navigate the Nine Roadblocks to Small Business Success. Diana is the founder of Shift Live Events and the creator of The Marketing Proficiency Effect. If you're ready to get more clients today from your marketing, you need Diana Lidstone's Marketing Trifecta, a proven three-step system that will have clients lining up to work with you. And I love that because um, Diana, um, we're on Zoom and uh, she has this um, whiteboard or this uh, flip chart board behind her, one of my favorite tools to go to when I used to do live um, workshops uh, with uh, her trifecta uh, piece on it and uh, she does she works really well with that um, that equipment so I don't know if we'll get to because this is this is not uh, visual we probably won't get to using it but again Diana likes to um, have people implement things and it's always good to see things so who knows we'll see maybe one day it'll be visual anyway Diana I want to start by asking you um, you know what do you consider that marketing hustle? That's a good question. So (laughs) it's funny that you asked that because I did a Facebook live about that. Oh, perfect. And uh, yeah, I think certainly a lot of coaches and consultants and, you know, even some CEOs uh, have experienced that marketing hustle. So we all know, you know, the marketing, we're, we're doing all this stuff, but we're not really getting any momentum going. And so very often it looks like, well, let's try LinkedIn. No, let's go over to Facebook. Let's do some Facebook lives. No, maybe we'll be over on Instagram. No, it's TikTok. That's the newest thing. And so they end up jumping around using all of these, what I call tactics. Hmm without an overall strategy as to what is going to work best, not only for their clients, but for who they are. And uh, I think that's one of the big things that so many, I'll say marketing strategists don't consider is you're the one delivering that marketing. You know, why not start from your natural 
God-given talent, so to speak, mm -hmm. strengthen those talents and go forth. And so that's so, what I Okay, so when you say that, can you give me an example of um, of the the talent that you would then because I see it from a I start from a different perspective. So I just want to I'll come back to that. But so when you talk about that, um, give me an example, someone who's, you know, they're everywhere, they're doing the marketing hustle, and you say, wait, stop. Right. So we, yeah, it's exactly what I do. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, stop. And uh, so we, I have them do a couple of quick little quizzes. And one of the quizzes is to identify what I call their content style. Okay. And I'll use myself as an example because I didn't really understand this. There were other people who understood it. My coaches understood me better than I understood myself. So that's a yeah, common that's good. Yeah. So when I started um, my coaching business, one of my first coaches says, Diana, you need to get out there and speak and you need to host your own events. And I went, what? <laughs> and she said, yeah, you resonate very well with people when you speak. Now, so, you know, being the dutiful student, I said, okay. And she said, okay, get out your calendar. When are you going to have your first live event? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just gaped. Yes. <laughs> and um, so three months down the road, I picked a date or no, that day I picked a date, put the date on the calendar. And she said, now you have to go out there and declare it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I did. And, you know, I hosted my first live event. It was for a hundred uh, business women. It was a ton of work. Wow. I was a terrible speaker and a terrible presenter. But even so, I closed multiple five-figure business that day. Wow. So it couldn't have been that terrible, but from your standards today, perhaps it was. Exactly. And so what was, what was key was that speaking, so it didn't matter whether I spoke to, you know, a small networking group or a large audience, mm -hmm. people connected well with me that way. And mm -hmm. so what I've done over the years is hone that skill. I've mastered that skill. There are other people who are much better at writing. That's their natural gift. So they should hone that gift. I see. Yes. Okay. That makes total sense to me. Um, and for me though, when I'm, um, well, a couple of things came to mind. One is I, like you, much prefer speaking to writing. However, I'm not the I don't see myself as a speaker. I see myself more as a trainer and whether I'm training one-on-one -on -one or I'm training a large group of people, um, I'm, I'm good with that because I can read an audience and I'm comfortable with them. I'm not like, I always remember going to Toastmasters years ago and part of the the um, process was you had to write a speech and you know each time you had to write it and you had to have certain things in it well it's the writing it that killed me i'm better if i stand up and just wing it but i know you can't really do that in you know so forth but that was hard for me and still is when i have to write something so i chose to have a podcast instead of as so many of my um, colleagues entrepreneurs business owners write books and I know you do both and, and that's great because it is a great marketing tool to have a book, but that wasn't in me. You know, everyone yeah. seems to have a book in them. And so, well, not everybody, but 
Some uh, are with technology today, you probably true. could. Okay. Yeah, that's probably true. Right. But I would have gone back to perhaps your, you, you know, you tweak something in me and you said you're a trainer. And so there's another quiz that I give my client mm -hmm. and that's about what I call their entrepreneurs archetype. What kind of entrepreneur are they? And so I've identified four of those and I am a teacher. And so, as you said, I have this flip chart behind me and I teach. Yes. Okay. You would do very well. I'm guessing teaching. Yeah. And so again, those are, those are things that we have within us. They come naturally. And I'm, you know, I'm a big proponent, start what makes what's easy and then go on. And so I'm guessing that you probably your speaking style like mine would probably be teaching. Totally. So, totally. I was a teacher for 14 years. So oh, there you absolutely. Go. And then I was a corporate trainer. So I've always been teaching in one yep. aspect or another. Um, the other piece that came to me though, was that when I'm talking to someone um, about social media, in my case, LinkedIn, because that's where I focus with people. Um, and they say, well, I've got to get all my social media and I've got to get Facebook happening and I need a new business page and I blah, 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 and all of them. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Where's your target audience? Right. And okay. so that's the next step. So okay. I start with you and then I go, who's your who's your, I call it your dream client yeah. and where are they hanging out? So yeah. the same kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And so um, I lost my train of thought now because we were talking about, okay. So um, yeah. So from the marketing hustle, first honing in on, on uh, what you do best and what's, or what style you do best. And I, I think it would be interesting um, as a coach for you to, like you said, your coach knew before you did, it must be fun for you to bring that out in people as a coach now. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I developed these little short quizzes mm -hmm. is because then people go, they do the quiz themselves. Yeah. And then they go, oh, so I don't really have to tell them. They yeah. just, they see it. They self-identify. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Are those, um, uh, free quizzes on your website or are those part of courses that you do? Part of courses, but sometimes when I'm teaching, I will take the content style and I'll, it depends on, you know, if I'm speaking for an hour and we have some time, mm -hmm. I might have everybody do that little quiz. It's easy to do. And sure. yeah. yeah. Okay. And then um, what would you say, um, Well, I don't know how to say this. I mean, um, I'm just thinking, so do you work better or do you like to work? I should say, do you prefer to work one-on-one -on -one with people or do you like working with uh, groups because of synergy and whatever that happens? Yeah. And it's funny, the first time a coach asked me that, I went, huh, never thought of that. And then I went, no, I love groups. I love groups because of the synergy and I think maybe, you know, that whole trainer, speaker, teacher, um, you know, it's fun to see the interaction, you know, in some of my classes, I'll see that um, uh, some of the people actually become customers of some of the others because they're the networking and, goes and on. they're networking and yeah. yeah, so it's really fun that way to see that happen. So my biggest hang up about doing, um, events now now we've 
certainly shifted a lot of things. You had uh, in-person events was big for you until mm -hmm. COVID hit. And then you had to, that magic word, pivot as well. I know. Um, adapt. Adapt. Adapt, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that it's different. Even though, you know, we can see our audiences and I call it the Brady Bunch when we're on uh, calls with many people, uh, it's not the same as that face-to-face, belly-to-belly feel, at least for me. Yeah, I guess because over the years, the majority of my coaching has been, uh, I've always lived in rural areas. And so oh, the majority okay. of my coaching has been on Fine. Zoom or, yeah. you know, some sort of platform. And um, so I've really sort of adapted to that. One of the other things that I really love is doing Facebook Live trainings. And you're a better woman than I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do a lot of Facebook Lives, but um, so I'll do a week of training of Facebook Lives. Mm -hmm. And what that allows for me now some people call it a challenge i rather call it a master class a lot of challenges that i see are you get this pre-recorded stuff and then you do the homework and then maybe there's a bunch of people on a call and you might get to ask a question but you might not yeah that's not me i like to have this live interaction and so i do it live on facebook through my Facebook group. And then people can ask questions right away. We can interact. Um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy that. If I could get over the, the stigma of being uh, on Facebook Live and the technology of everything. Um, so I might be coming to you in the new year for some of that because that's, I know that that's a great platform to build and to again, self-select the people that want to work with you because they see your style right there, right then yeah. and there. They see how you operate. So yeah, it makes yeah, And the same with, same with LinkedIn Live. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it mm -hmm. has its own live. Uh, Not everybody has LinkedIn Live. Yeah. No, you have to apply for it, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah, that's all good. Um, so um, the marketing trifecta the three-step system that that will bring you those clients can you touch on that a little sure, bit sure so we talked about the first part which was about you yes and so i call that the entrepreneur's dna so okay makes sense that's yep. about you that's about your dna that's about what comes easily to you Mm -hmm. The second part I call um, your keystone initiatives and so keystone is really you know kind of what do you need before you can build something else and it's kind of like dominoes or mm -hmm. building a house mm -hmm. and one of the problems that I find one of the big big mistakes that entrepreneurs are making or business owners is that they're doing marketing they're doing activities it could be marketing it could be other activities that are not that's not appropriate for their stage of business growth so mm. I've devised and it's in my book i've devised this thing called the grow meter it looks like a thermometer four stages of business growth and when somebody comes to work with me they actually get a checklist mm -hmm. if you're at stage one here's the things to work on if you're at stage two stage uh, three okay. and what that does is one it reduces all this overwhelm like oh my god i don't know where to start 
Mm -hmm. uh, and number two, it ensures that you're building a strong foundation for growth later on. So, sorry, that wasn't supposed to happen. Noise. Anyway, don't worry. It's fine. Okay. No problem. No problem. So, um, yeah. So knowing your keystone initiatives, yeah. that list of things that you need to work on has been, as I said, instrumental in building a strong foundation so that you can scale your business later on. Mm -hmm. So an example, I felt so bad. I was having a call with a lady the other day and she said she had been on the phone with, and I'll use the word guru, okay? And the guru had given her a strategy and she said, oh, I'm so excited. Now I have a strategy, I know what to do. And the strategy basically was to host a webinar and then sell coaching. <laughs> and I went, oh, well, that's cool. I said, so what is your, who are you targeting? And how are you getting them to know about it? And right. Who are you targeting? Yeah. Well, she wasn't yes. clear on that. Okay. How many people do you have on your email list to tell about the webinar? Well, I don't have one. Um, and what are you selling? She says, well, I'm selling coaching. And I went, well, nobody really wants coaching. They want the results that coaching will bring. So what are the results? She had none of that here. And so they were, you know, she, it's true. They left her off the call with this hope. Yes. But, and I had to shatter that hope because <laughs> She needed to do some really basic things first. And uh, I've seen it time and time and time again. So that's part two. Okay. So you've got your entrepreneur's DNA. You've got your keystone initiatives. And third is what I call your marketing playbook, which is really a strategy. Game plan, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And what is it that in the next 90 days you are going to sell? Who are you going to sell it to? Um, how are you going to get the word out? And what is that strategy? Mm -hmm. So it's not just the tactic, right. but it's the content that goes with it. It is the, and it's being very strategic. It's about kind of, if you could say reverse engineering. So can I give you an example? Please. Okay. I'll get my calendar. Okay. And it's shameless self-promotion at the same time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So on, um, on February 4th, I'm launching a program called uh, Marketing Roadmap Intensive. Okay. So I'm reverse engineering. So that's February 4th. What am I going to do in January to get people into that program? Right. So January 18th, I'm starting what I call my free marketing workshop week. Okay. So it's a week where I will invite people to join me for a free workshop week, masterclass every day for a week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in that they will implement an hour a day. They will get to know me. They will get to know my style. They, you know, that whole no like, and trust factor. Right. And what I have found is that something like that is much more, uh, converts much higher than a one-time webinar. Okay, got it. Okay, so if I'm launching Marketing Roadmap in 
intensive, which we call MRI. I love it. I'm going, I'm going to reverse engineer and back out how long do I need to sell it? How long do I need to get people into it? What kind of content mm -hmm. am I going to create to put people in that? This happens to be, I think, the fifth time since March that I have launched this particular program. I already have the content already created. I have the emails already created. Mm -hmm. So this is a rinse, is now a rinse and repeat formula. Yes. Which is what I call predictably profitable marketing. Ah, I love it. So when you do that, and I can see where two weeks, two, two and a half weeks ahead of the event is enough time because people actually, especially on the West Coast, nobody makes a decision until like um, close to the time. Um, so the, then do you like look at the different, ways like you send out to your list you send out to your past clients email um uh, yeah. yeah so there's a whole strategy about what what will i talk about in my blog yes what will i post on social media and it's all reversed engineered yeah to that uh one particular thing um can i get a speaking engagement that is booked yeah. so that I can speak and then send people to that free workshop, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, it yeah. all sounds That's really logical and really smart. And I've never done it completely well myself because I don't do what you did. I know I, I set a date for a webinar, let's say not the, the, what I, that's why I want to maybe work with you and see, but um, a webinar. And then it's like, I'm hustling, like you said, the marketing hustle to make it happen. And then in a way I'm disappointed because you do all that work for a few people to come to the free, you yeah. know, and it could be better. It could always be better. And, and the thing is that, you know, I'm getting a little tired of the hustle and the grind and yeah. whatever. I don't want to do that in my business. Right. I want to work less and make more money. Right. So if I can really one-on-ones, sorry, do you want to do one-on-one -on -one coaching? I do. I have some clients. Yeah. yeah. And typically they, we follow the same methodology. Sure. Just we do it deeper. Yeah. And um, yeah. By having a rinse and repeat system, a predictably profitable, you can almost, once you get this going, you can almost create revenue on demand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can see that. But right. let me ask you this. So um, do you have somebody do part of the work for you or are you doing it all yourself? Because that's where the divide comes, right? And yeah. the overwhelm and all of that. And you said there's like four levels. So where do you see somebody before they can actually afford to have someone help them as well as give up that control? Yeah, it's kind of a, a bit of a catch 22, but one of the things that we will look at um, is what are you actually doing during a day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What activities are you actually doing? And there's really, you know, four or five basic categories of activities. And truthfully, if you're not spending 80% of your time doing marketing. How much percent? 80. Eight, 80%. zero. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, because if you don't bring in leads and prospects, you won't have sales and you won't have a business. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are lots of ways of getting, so I use a virtual assistant. Okay. Um, she, I hire, hire her for 10 hours a week, uh, sorry, 10 hours a month. Mm -hmm. And when, sometimes if I'm launching a new program, so um, January 15th, I'm launching this, uh, what I call a planning day. Mm -hmm. So we've had to create some new things. So we're going to go over my 10 hours a month. But once it's set up, mm -hmm. the next time I go to do it, it's just about her going in and changing the dates. Got it. Yeah. So she, you do the writing for it and she does the uploading and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she makes my workbooks beautiful and you know, yeah. all that. I also have a, um, a, an amazing, I call her my tech gal, but mm -hmm. between tech, she's really my website person. Uh, so if there's major changes that need to happen in my website, she takes care of those. Um, and she's the person I send all my clients to when they need changes to their websites because I could talk about websites for another half an hour, but websites are a major marketing tool that we spend lots of money on and most websites aren't doing their job. Right. I know for, I know I don't want to get into that either because I've got headaches. <laughs> but, and I didn't originally make mine to be um, drawing uh, traffic to it. It wasn't SEO or anything. It was just a place for people, for me to send people for certain things. Things right. have changed and then things need to change and whatever. Anyway, yeah, they're a headache for sure. Um, I was going to ask you, yeah, DMO, daily method of operation. That's what I was thinking of when you were saying, you know, what do you do in a day? Yeah, daily method of operation. Um, so you know that, that I'm all about relationships and um, building relationships to help one's business. So does any piece of what you do include um, uh, create, teaching people how to create referral partners? I'll say yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, typically, when somebody comes to me and they're doing the marketing hustle, mm -hmm. there's a lot of foundational work to be put in place mm. and a lot of implementing to be done. We talk about how to create killer testimonials, how to connect with people, strategic alliances. Um, you know, net, I always say networking mm -hmm. <clears throat> is the, um, probably I won't say the number one way, the, it's not the fastest way to get clients, but is the number one way to get clients. Uh, the fastest way to get clients is to go back to your old clients and yeah. refer to something yeah. else, yeah. but networking. And so I teach everybody how to network, how to follow up, which is right? Relationships. Yeah. Okay. That, and, and it's interesting though, that you said, I teach them how to do that. And it's true. We have to, because people do not know how to do that. They're not comfortable with it a lot of the time. Okay. And, and Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and more often than not, they're busy looking for the new clients and not taking care of the past clients. 
Yeah. And as you know, I think it's something like 67% of the people that you bring in as leads or whatever are not ready to purchase from you now. So how are you going to, uh, you know, the word is people. Top of mind. Right. Top of mind. How are you going to nurture? I say, how are you going to cultivate that prospect so that they will buy from you? And that's where your content strategy comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are you going to do to generate good, valuable content? And it's funny, you know, because I obviously on my podcast, I, I do a, an interview. Uh, I, I um, produce an interview a week and I talk about this to many different people, but it never gets tired to me because it's always something we need to remember. We need and we often are hurt. You know, you hear someone say, great reminder. Again, I haven't followed up with, you know, so-and-so it's been a while since I talked to my past clients. We have to love on these people because they can bring us more business, whether it's their yeah. own or their, uh, their, their inner circle or whatever. So yeah, big, big difference. Um, are you a reader or a podcast listener? It's funny. We, I w- I'm, I'm taking a training right now and uh, I was in this training and the trainer said to me, how many of you are podcast listeners? There was nobody. And I don't know if it, um, anyway, I am not, I am a reader. Uh Um, And um, it's interesting. I would, I have just haven't gotten into podcasts and yet I do know that they are growing like, Oh, like wildfire. You know what the interesting thing is, is that it's just like, sending cards. It's like, it's a new habit and um, you have to create that habit to make it happen. Now, when I used to be driving all the time, I'd always put a podcast on in my car. Well, now Mm -hmm. I don't go anywhere unless I'm out for a walk. And if I'm out for a walk by myself, I'll put a podcast on to listen to sometimes, unless I want to enjoy the the quiet of nothing in my ear. Um, but I don't listen as often as I used to, but I did make it a habit because I was now a podcaster to listen to other people's podcasts. Uh, But yes, definitely uh, an on the go kind of thing. Right. And the average person that listens to podcasts listens for about 20 minutes at a time. So it's not that long actually. No, no. um, Which means they don't always listen to the end. (laughs) That is true. Yeah. Which is interesting. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so you're a reader. Do you read fiction? Do you read business books? Do you read self-help books? What do you read? What are you reading now? Um, I do read both. So I have a Kindle. Ah. Uh, but I also, we have a local library. Oh, God, I haven't uh, to a library for years. Country library. Ah. And um, so it's different what I re- when I read business. Um, I'll very often buy it on my Kindle. If it's a really, really, really good book, I will buy the, you know, the, yeah. the hard copy, yeah. so to speak. When I read as I'm going to bed or going to sleep, I like to read, I, and I say this with love, trashy novels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so it could, be a, it could be a mystery. It could be, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I, I read a lot. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, So one of the things that I, um, and I'm going to wrap up with this, one of the things that I 
do or that I love is the word curiosity. I'm curious about so many things and I'm always asking questions of people, sometimes too many. But when I say the word curiosity to you, what are you curious about? Do you, are you a curious person? Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, so curiosity, you know, to me is about asking questions. Curiosity to me is, um, you know, am I, I, and I'm not a, by nature, a curious person. Oh, I love it. Okay. And I've had to learn to ask questions and um, without being intrusive. Oh, but if I'm curious, I don't even think that. Right. You see? Yeah. And, and so for me, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So are yes. you an introvert then by nature? Um, I believe I'm one of those extrovert introverts kind yeah. of things yeah interesting see if i read more i'd have read that book by susan i forget her last name but it's about introverts and um it's supposed to be a really really good book and i can't remember the name of it right now but i don't read enough i don't have i i love books love them buy them all the time pile them oh. up Anyway, it's just one of those things. I finally read a novel that I wanted to read for two years and I finally read it. And I'm so glad that I did. It's called Where the Crawdads Sing. It's a really interesting story. Um, but that'll be my book for 2020 because I don't think I've read a novel like that. I mean, I read. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because I watch things and I. Okay. Yeah, I listen and whatever. But um, I, you're the first person in a long time that has said to me that they're not naturally curious. And I love it because um, I'm still, I'm always curious about whether um, curiosity is innate or learned. And well, yeah, I mean, I have a friend, a, a mentor, and I laugh at her every time because we could go to years ago, we used to go to networking together and she'd go one side of the room and I go the other kind of thing and she'd come back and she would know everything about three or four people. Like she would know when they had their last child and whether it was an easy birth and you know, all these things. And I go, how do you find out all that stuff? And she goes, I just ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and I go, okay. One thing yeah. I had to My I always um, liken that to my husband going to play golf and um, there'll be three of them and they'll have one add-on person that, you know, joined their group. And he said, he'll say, oh, and the guy was from Australia. And I go, oh, great. Where was he from? Was, you know, what, and I'm asking all these questions. I don't know. We were playing golf. Like, <laughs> I would have had his life history in five minutes, you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, just, okay. So it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. So just before we wrap up, Diana, how can my audience find you and know that I will put it in the show notes as well? Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm pretty easy to find. I have a website, which is dianalidstone.com. Pretty simple. Yes. Um, same on uh, social media. I'm Diana Lidstone. And uh, my business page is Diana Lidstone, the entrepreneur's GPS. Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. Okay. Now the other thing you, I have a note here. It says you have a free gift. Do you have a free gift for my audience? If I put this in oh, here? Oh, sure. For sure. Um, one of the things that I talk about a lot and they can relate to this after listening to this is the marketing mistakes that people make that are pre 
preventing them from getting sales. And so if they go to dianalidstone.com slash mistakes, uh, there's free PDF there, five marketing mistakes that prevent small businesses from making more sales. Perfect. Now, the sheet that you sent me, did you just print that out for me? Or is it something you've got because the last word sales is spelled wrong, so I don't want you to send it out to other people, that's all. Oh, no, the one I have in front of me is right, so. Perfect, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. So I will post that on the show notes as well. Awesome. And again, thank you so much for being my guest today. I thoroughly enjoyed our chat and we will be talking again very soon. I know it for sure. And oh, happy so holidays. Yeah, you too. You too. Thank Take you. care. All right. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.